Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! <laughs> Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with people who know Vegas. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Vegas. We're happy to say there are signs of a return to normal here in town. The virus numbers are down, and we're seeing casinos, hotels, and restaurants filling up. And good news, the Vegas Golden Knights will begin to allow some fans into their games. On today's show, you'll meet a popular Vegas entertainer, Joelle Rigetti, who is back on stage. She'll share her secrets to surviving the pandemic. You'll also take a tour of a wonderful car museum, Nostalgic Street Rods, with its proprietor, Sherry Goldstrom. Finally, your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, is here to discuss how Vegas will proceed with life after the pandemic. So what do you do? You're a big-time entertainer in Las Vegas. You've got all these acts you can show. People love you. And then suddenly there's no acts to go to because everything's been shut down. Well, if you're like our guest here, you come up with uh, some ingenuity. Our guest is Joelle Rigetti. You probably have heard her. She's been in Magic Acts. She's done, she's got, if you go look at her website, you'll see she's been in movies and TV and so forth. But now she's doing something that I want to talk to her about. Uh, It's a company called the Gypsy Mobile Minister, and it's exactly what you think of. She'll bring that wedding to you. Where'd you come up with the idea, Joelle, to uh, take take the weddings on the road? How you doing today? I'm I'm doing good. Foremost, good. Yeah. Uh, Greetings from Las Vegas. Well, you know, um, I think as an entertainer, I've always been a creator, and you know, sort of like a circus clown where you're always creating something new. And the Gypsy Mobile Minister came from um, a time when I was in between production shows. Um, I have been very lucky to have been in six of the longest-running production shows in Las Vegas. Um, And so I was in the middle between the fifth and sixth production show, and I was... uh, doing what I needed to do to feed my family. And I started working for a wedding chapel here in town as a limo driver. And I've been very plugged into my church for over 20 years. And the, uh, the um, opportunity was presented to me to become a minister. And one of the owners of the wedding chapel said to me, listen, you know, if you get your minister's license, we will allow you to perform ceremonies here. And um, they happened to be doing themed weddings. So I was able to integrate some of my characters. And then um, I realized the need for mobile weddings, that people don't want to go to the wedding chapel. They don't want to go do the big wedding and spend the money. They just want to get married. And sometimes they want to elope and come to Vegas. And so my business was created in 2015 
And um, I have to tell you, um, I've been really blessed, you know? Well, that's a really great idea, and, and I think you're right. I think a lot of people like the idea of going to get married in Vegas. They don't necessarily want to go. Not everybody wants to go to one of those drive-up wedding chapels or one of you know Elvis impersonators and so forth. Sometimes they're just looking to get married, and I think it's a great idea. Now, you can do like a, a share thing, right, because I know you're a share impersonator. In fact, if oh, you yeah. go to your website, you do some great stuff there. So do you do it as other characters as well? Yeah, I've I've done Marilyn Monroe. Sure, I've even even done um, uh, like a rocker chick, like a Joan Jett, um, and I think I sang "Hit Me with Your Best Shot" at the altar. And I mean, I've done all kinds of crazy stuff. People will call and they they want different things. Um, so, you know, like I said, being a creator and being kind of crazy and um, sort of being able to throw on any hat, I have been able to to you know do those different characters. I've done a couple of engagements as well. I did a surprise engagement in front of the Cosmopolitan for these two guys that wanted to get engaged there. And I just hopped out of a car and walked right over and started singing. And um, I also, uh, over the summer, someone reached out to me during COVID and they also wanted to do a surprise proposal. And so I was hired to go as Cher. And sure enough, I popped out of nowhere in a share costume and um yeah it was it was really fun to help with the proposal so um these things are are good i also have been very blessed you know i've been phoned a couple of times by celebrities um one of the celebrities uh tmz caught on to which was faith evans and stevie J. they were part of that show love and hip-hop mm-hmm and they called me up in the afternoon on the same day they were getting married in a hotel room in Las Vegas. And I didn't know who they were until I arrived. And of course, I'm not a person that's going to um, upset my uh, personal business. And so I didn't take a picture or I didn't yeah. have anything to, you know, I didn't want to bother them. And that's the beauty of being in show business. You understand um, the professionalism of being, you know, kind of um, personal and quiet and uh, TMZ did catch on and they contacted me and I refused to sell them a story or anything. I said, I'm, I'm just not, that's not my, you know, my typical way, but, um, yeah, so it's it's been interesting. Well, it makes a lot of sense because like you were mentioning before, you know, I'm, I'm, you work in this business, and there's there are up times, but there are also down times, and sometimes you learn to you have to have other irons in the fire to keep you going, and you do what you have to to take care of your family. And I think this gypsy mobile minister thing is really good. I mean, for example, you talk about proposals. Well, if somebody is thinking that it's just going to be somebody who looks a little like Cher, they they need to go to your website because yeah, y- it's way more than that. <laughs> and it's something if somebody's got a, a phone or something so forth, uh, they're going to be pretty impressed by it. I, I it, it's a real cut above, and I could see where this is something that are you, are you looking in the future to be doing more and more of this as the years go on? Well, you know. Oddly enough, I have a business plan. I'm finishing seminary right now. I'm in Bible college. You know, oftentimes I think people say, well, are you a real papered minister? Did you go to seminary? And yes, I'm in the middle of that. I'm only a couple of classes away at the end of this year. I will have that paper trail that states that I did go to Bible college, and and that's a big deal to a lot of people. Am I going farther with it? Absolutely. Um, 
you know, I, I love people and I'm crazy about helping others. And not only do I do weddings, but I also do funerals and I like to marry them and bury them. <laughs> and so I think I've got some kind of a business perhaps well, yeah, but going you know, forward with that, you know, the fact that you're going to this length, I mean, you're doing it because it's important to you, right? I mean, you, you want that credibility for them. Well, it's important to me. And I think part of this package is if you're going to do it, go all in and, and represent. The only difference is, um, you know, I don't discriminate. And there are some things biblically that I that I question. And I guess when I get home. Uh, in heaven, I'll have that conversation with my God, and I'll deal with that then. Um, that's to be uh, discussed, and that's a that's a very delicate dance, I have to say. Yeah, um, being morally, yeah, morally and ethically correct is a very difficult dance in a biblical world. However, um, I've taken a stab at it, and yeah, for my clients and for. Um, you know, for my business, I think it's a it's a win win. You can't go wrong with education. More with songwriter and recording artist Joelle Rigetti in just a moment. Please remember to visit Vegas Never Sleeps online for the best in Vegas. It's VegasNeverSleeps.com, and for great sports, it's Sports R A C X, which is available on radio stations nationwide and wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R A C X. And later today on the Sports Rockin' Tours, we'll chat with legendary sports writer Bob Ryan from the Boston Globe. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. Hi, this is Dr. Annette of The Dr. Annette Show. We've been talking today about COVID-19 and steps you can take to possibly prevent or mitigate infection. Silver and zinc have been used for centuries as disinfectants and as antimicrobials. We're offering you this special discount to make it easier and more affordable to get these essential silver and zinc liquid mineral supplements. Visit our website at www.elementalresearchinc.com and use promo code VEGAS20 to get 20% off silver and zinc products. Once again, that's www.elementalresearchinc.com and use promo code VEGAS20 to get 20% off silver and zinc products. Professional line not included. We are all in this together and we can get through this. Learn more at elementalresearchinc.com and use the promo code VEGAS20. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, Sean, we need to talk about our training budget. We're spending almost $1,500 per employee each year. What's the plan? Well, ma'am, 42% of companies are saying that e-learning has led to an increase in revenue. What does that do about the travel expense? E-learning allows employees to learn wherever they are. Then we need to consider the time away from production. I heard that e-learning takes up to 60% less employee time than traditional classroom training. Perfect. Let's find a curriculum company, a development company, a learning management software company. Actually, Epsilon XR specializes in end-to-end learning solutions with tools such as instructor-led training, online classrooms, simulations, virtual and augmented reality, and curriculum development. Get Epsilon XR on the phone. Epsilon XR creates immersive learning environments that engage with your learner, resulting in improved information retention, which leads to better performance and ultimately an increase in revenue. Learn more at elearning.epsilonxr.com.
Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Joelle Righetti, who is appearing at the Italian American Club. Get your tickets at IACVegas.com. These people don't know what you did before all this stuff. Uh, you've been in a number of different acts. Again, I really enjoyed going to your website because as I looked at it, uh, you've got a, a wealth of talent there, and it's been something that uh, you've been kind of developing for a number of years now. Yeah, well, you know, my family moved here in the 60s. My dad worked for Elvis Presley, and so I was raised in the shadows of show business, and I got the show business bug when I first shook Ann Margaret's hand when I was three years old. Um, my uncle was uh, her musical arranger, as well as he played saxophone for Frank Sinatra and for Elvis. And so um, I sort of was uh, surrounded by these icons in Las Vegas, and it was nothing for me to think of them as someone in my backyard, typically. Yeah, and that becomes <laughs> a part of your life. So, yeah, so like you say, you're not – it doesn't seem like an impossible dream because you were living it even as a little kid. Well, I was. And, you know, for me, growing up in Las Vegas and then starting to train as a little girl, I had this desire – to be on stage and so my career started fairly young when I was 15 and I traveled the world and um, like I said I've been in six of the longest running shows in Las Vegas and they just they don't make them like they used to um, you know my first job was the Follies Bergere and that show ran for 50 years at the, the Tropicana Hotel here in Las Vegas and I live to tell there's a lot of amazing people that I've um, rub shoulders with you know aside from being in the follies i i was in um siegfried and roy um two icons that are now gone i mean these are people that are gone these shows are gone these um these big productions that had these incredible costumes and bob mackie would come in and create these incredible visual um uh scenes and and just i mean the things that would go on on these stages in Las Vegas no longer exist. And I don't know that they ever will. Yeah, the only in Vegas stuff, unfortunately, a lot of that, like you say, Siegfried and Roy is a great example. You're not going to see another act like that. Uh, you know, and, and it's a loss. It's got to be hard for people like yourself, too, who are in that career. There's less and less opportunities to get into these shows. I mean, there, there are some shows, but yeah. now they're more just your uh, typical shows that you would see anywhere in the country. Well, and, you know, the other thing, too, is as I get older, that's where you have to recreate yourself. You know, now what I'm doing is I have a three-piece. I just played the Italian-American Club two weeks ago um, with a three-piece band under my own name, Joelle Rigetti, and we do three hours of dinner music. And, you know, it's a different venue. The money's not in it anymore. You do it because you love it, and you do it because you want to stay somewhat in the business. Um, I also have a rock band, and I do a lot of private events. It's called Joel and the Gypsies, and we do a lot of 80s rock and roll. And, um, you know, like I said, um, the venues are slim pickings at this moment. And, you know, I get these phone calls from people, and this is no joke. I got a phone call from a friend of a friend 
this very wealthy gambler wanted to throw a backyard party in his neighborhood. That's all he wanted. He hired us for two hours and paid us some god-awful amount to set up a PA and play some screaming 80s rock and roll. <laughs> well, thank God for people like that, right? I, mean, <laughs> I know. There's people with money that want to hear live music. And so, you know, I'm not privy to, to accepting a, a gig, whether it's $100 or $1,000. At this point... You know, you have to do what you love. Yes, we have to put roofs over our heads, and I have lots and lots of hustles to do that with. I think that just comes along with being an entrepreneur. More with Joelle Rigetti in just a moment. As the pandemic begins to fade, the question becomes, who will pick up the pieces and start the rebuild? Let's check with your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Vegas has been different than other places, like, for example, Atlantic City. A little trouble came to Atlantic City, numbers went down, and it literally fell apart, and partly because the city just wasn't behind the activities there, even though that's what drew people and so forth. Vegas has always been different. Is it still that way, Scott? And do you think this is something that can kind of get you through the tougher times? Well, it's a, it's a great question because it's a, it's a big overarching question, uh, about Las Vegas and the future of Las Vegas. And uh, you mentioned Derek Stevens. Uh, I, I know Derek, and the, one of the great things about the way he does business is he's very uh, decisive and he makes changes as he needs to based upon the information that he gets. One of the tricky things about Las Vegas is that that's not the bulk of Las Vegas anymore. The bulk of Las Vegas are these big corporate entities. They're they're streamlining and consolidating for efficiencies. One of the examples that I've heard is that uh, a lot of these analysts will come in and they'll go, okay, you have 15 restaurants at this massive uh, casino. Who? Where do you get your ketchup? And, they will, and each restaurant will say, well, I get it from this company, and this other one gets it from this company. And it, so it, it, it makes no business sense that you wouldn't just buy ketchup and then distribute it to all, it's all the same ketchup. But, the, but that kind of level of uh, bureaucracy slows down decision-making and innovation. And uh, one of the biggest challenges right now for Vegas is trying to deal with what the next generation of player is going to be, the next gambler, the next customer is going to be. Uh, so much to the point where a company like MGM is, has said it's not a casino company anymore, it's an entertainment company because they realize they have no idea how to get that next generation. And one of the reasons is that technology, while, while fast, the decision making is not fast. They have no idea what to do with skill-based gaming. That's, that was their proposed solution to get a younger customer, make it more like a video game. Well, they've tried it and it's failed miserably. And, it, and somebody in an article the other day said, yeah, we're, we're uh, looking at innovation in these games, but we're gonna be retired by the time any of these machines hit the floor. So that's the long timeline in terms of gaming equipment and gambling kind of procedures and decision-making. Not everybody has the flexibility that Derek Stevens has. He owns his own company. He can do what he wants, basically on the fly. A lot of these companies, there's layers of bureaucracy. They have uh, shareholders to answer to. So when you have share shareholders, it's harder to dream big. You know, Steve Wynn, he had a lot of problems. He's no longer CEO, but he was a big dreamer. He was throwing stuff out there. He was going to do it by sheer force of will because he's like, 
we know what our existing customer is. Let's go get some more. We're going to do Paradise Park. We're going to do this beautiful lagoon. We're going to have water sports. We're going to have a giant gorilla. We're going to have floats. We're going to have parades, fireworks every night. Nobody gets to really do that in Vegas. It takes months and years of planning. They have to do cost analyses and these bigger companies, it's tougher. You don't see a lot of those, those individual kind of dreamers who can just go out and make things happen by sheer force of will or charisma or charm. So it's a great question. Uh, I, I think there are some challenges ahead and it remains to be seen if Vegas can be nimble enough to address them. Thanks, Scott. Remember to visit VitalVegas.com every day. Nobody knows Vegas better than Scott. If you love classic sports, you'll love Sports Rock and Tours, which now follows the show on most of these stations. You can also visit Sports R-A-C-X wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R-A-C-X, short for Sports Rock and Tours. Sports R-A-C-X. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the Talk Media Network. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps. We are talking with Joel Rigetti, entertainer, songwriter, and sort of a mobile minister catering to elopements here in Vegas with her new venture, thegypsymobileminister.com. It sounds like you can have some fun, though, because you're doing different types of music. I mean, there's a big difference between the big hair bands of the 80s, but then you're also doing some stuff, like you said, at the Italian-American Club. Uh, and what kind of, like you say, dinner music for the three hours? So what are we what are we thinking of when we say that? You know, you're talking about um, everything from, you know, the music from the 60s, like a lot of the old vaudeville music, um, even, like, oddly enough, like Sinatra or... Um, uh, just different, um, oddly enough, dinner music has an array of, of music that you can pull. It's not just about, um, pulling, you know, uh, stuff from the, the forties and fifties and sixties. I mean, you can, you can pull stuff all the way up until today. I mean, even, um, you know, uh, Amy Winehouse, uh, I do a couple of her songs, even though, you know, she's I'm a big fan. What, 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 uh, what do you sing from, uh, from Amy? Um, Ethne Pumps hmm. and um, Valerie. Um, what a great you know, song so, that is. Yeah, that's, uh, oh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just, just incredible. Um, you know, uh, the, some of the other music is, um, you know, I, I do, um, you know, Old Black Magic, um, Mambo Italiano. Oh, yeah, Louis um, Prima stuff, yeah. Louis Prima, yeah. Um, my Funny Valentine. I do a whole Sammy Davis medley. Even I even throw some Chicago in there, Saturday in the Park. and uh, Nice mix. Um, That's really nice. You know, just, just some different stuff. Um, does anybody know what time it is? That's from Chicago also. Um, even uh, I, I do a little bit of... Um, it's not unusual 
Tom oh, Jones. Tom Jones, I do yeah. Tom Jones. I do a little bit of, um, you know, a little El- a couple Elvis tunes. Um, there's, it's endless. Well, you, br- and- you bring a lot of energy. I mean, and again, if people should go and spend a little time on your website, they'll see. You, um... You have fun out there, and I'm just kind of wondering as you look ahead to 2021, a part of this, you, you have no control over who knows what's going to happen for sure. But assuming mm. things get better as it goes, how are you looking at the rest of the year coming out? I mean, hopefully some more uh, s- some more gigs, but also I guess you want to see the expansion also of the mobile minister. I do. You know, before the shutdown, I was managing two, um, two wedding chapels in town. One was at the Excalibur, and one was at the... Um, Luxor. I was the house minister there, and I had a lot of work there. I was there every week, three days a week. That was I was a big part of my income. So going forward, I'm hoping to um, branch and and do more weddings with a couple of other vendors. I just partnered up with another vendor. Uh, there's something called the Heart Mansion here in Las Vegas. They do yeah. a lot of weddings there. Mm-hmm. And I just partnered with a guy named Adam Trujillo. He's a photographer. And uh, we put some packages together, some um, elopement packages that will accommodate a, a couple coming to Vegas that don't want to do um, a chapel, but they're interested in doing some portrait photos and maybe a wedding um, in this beautiful mansion. And that's what the Heart Mansion provides. So we've partnered together and we just came up with our marketing plan and we're strategizing to go forward. The wedding chapel that I worked for for a time was one of the most successful uh, chapels in Las Vegas. It was called Viva Las Vegas. They, on on um, regular, regularly every week, they did hundreds of weddings. And on big holidays like Valentine's Day, they would bring in, I mean, excerpts of anywhere from like two to $300,000 for one day because wow. they had so many weddings. They closed their doors. And so, I mean, COVID has hurt a lot of these big businesses. And so for someone like me that's catering to these elopements, um, it just seems like that's where we're headed in the wedding business. It's just if people can find you. That's the key is they got to be able to find you on Google. My website, the Gypsy Mobile Minister, um, if you Google Mobile Ministers, it's on the first page. Unfortunately, people don't always gravitate to the third or fourth person. They'll grab the first thing that they see. So, you know, with with longevity comes more ratings, and so you just have to kind of keep moving. So I'm thinking as the year goes on, uh, things will morph in that direction. I plan on um, doing more outdoor concerts and things as the city reopens. I understand the governor has just listed part of our restaurant um, capacity, and he's changed the amount of people that can be in there, and he's also changed the 25 feet He's getting ready to pull that 25 feet distance away from the band to the audience. So therefore, I think that a lot of venues are going to be starting to reopen and they're going to be looking for live music. So, Well, let's hope so. And let's tell people how they can get a hold of you. So first of all, it's the Gypsy Mobile Minister, right? In the, dot com. Dot com, yeah, absolutely. Com. And my other website where you can look at photos of me in the business and as Cher and as um, 
uh, all the characters that I do, that's joelrigetti.com. They're connected. So if you happen to stumble upon Gypsy Mobile Minister and go to the About Joel page, there's a link and it'll bring you to Joel Rigetti. If you go to Joel Rigetti, you want to find Gypsy Mobile Minister, there's a link and it'll bring you back there. So the two are tied together, which makes it nice if you're interested and you're bored and you want to check things out. <laughs> oh, no, definitely worth checking out. And let's tell for people that aren't like us, that grew up Italian, they might not know, spell Rigetti for them. Uh, Rigetti like spaghetti with an I, R-I-G-H-E-T-T-I. That's another thing I was going to say is, you know, I try to stay within my bounds of the Italian heritage. I'm raising my son with Sunday dinners and um, trying to keep the traditions going for him. I believe it's a big deal, and especially here in Vegas. Vegas was built on the mafia and Italians, (laughs) and it's important to me not to keep those traditions, but to keep the home traditions. Absolutely. Together, so. Well, you come from Youngstown, Ohio, which is where uh, Dean Martin was from, and yes. a lot of Italians from Youngstown, Ohio. So. Yes, absolutely. And believe it or not, there are a lot of people from Ohio here in Las Vegas. Um, it's crazy. So. Absolutely. Anyway. Well, check her out, Joel Rigetti, and then hopefully we're going to have you on again later in the year uh, when you've got a gig for a few weeks somewhere we can come and see and so forth. So we'll oh, look yeah. forward to well, it. Well, I will be in New Hampshire in September. Um, Chris Jason, who is the star of the Rat Pack, is back. He and I have a show called Nothing But the Best, and we, we uh, play this vineyard every year in New Hampshire in Hollis, and it's a wine vineyard. Um, and a uh, beautiful vineyard, and we'll be there. And I'll post it on my website in September. Yeah, get so. back to us so we can remind people. Yeah, we've had Chris on the show. Great mm-hmm. Sinatra act. What, fantastic. Oh, God, yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that'll be fun in, uh, on the other side of the country, but that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh-huh. It is every year. We've, we've done it now for four years in a row, and um, it's called Fulcino Wine Vineyard, and great people there, and we um, are able to accommodate about 250 people. It's an outdoor concert on this wine vineyard, and they put a stage there, and we have a live orchestra, and we do a two-hour show, and it's really, really awesome, and so we look forward to going back there in September. Sounds great. Well, Joelle, yeah. we'll have you on again. Thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you so very much. It was my pleasure. And you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. Have you been Portnoy yet? Well, you should be. What does that actually mean, Neil Portnoy? You send me a photograph, and I do a realistic cartoon caricature. Realistic looks just like you. And then I cartoon the body. And you then become part of the Portnoy Wall of Honor here at Portnoy Gallery which now, since its inception in 2017, has got over 60 members on the wall. It's the new Sardis of Las Vegas. Absolutely. Our own John, the announcer, is there. How do we get information we want to get Portnoy? Uh, You can call the gallery at 702-685-2929 or on social media, Facebook, Portnoy Gallery, artist Neil Portnoy, Neil Portnoy, idroppeople.com, and probably about six other places that, at my age, memory is the second thing that goes. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. What if every dollar you invested into your training program 
turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps. We often mention that Vegas is not just for gambling shows and food. It also has great museums. You know, when you visit Las Vegas, there's plenty of great museums. and You can go all over time from the early days of Vegas through the mobster days and so forth. Well, there's another great place that you really want to visit there if you like cars. And, of course, I do. And it's called Nostalgia Street Rods. Really interesting place. It's a private collection of automobiles back from 1910 to 1965. And with us is the curator, Sherry Goldstrom-Harris. So welcome, Sherry. Nostalgia Street Rods. What gave you uh, the idea of putting something like this together in a place where people are looking for all kinds of entertainment? Well, my parents um, gave me the idea several years ago because they are probably one of the biggest collectors in the state. And it's a private collection, so nobody really knew what they collected except for, you know, the immediate family. And um, as I was growing up, I, you know, began to learn about this collection. And I wanted to show people what my parents thought was cool to collect. So I, with, along with my dad's help, you know, we built these um, museums that we have. And it started out as a fun thing to build it for a place to house all his cars because he's been collecting cars since he's been, I think, about 16. Mm-hmm. But So we just built the collections, and I wanted to show people, you know, what they thought was cool to collect. And Well, I think it's a cool collection, and it's a little different. As curator, it must be uh, an important thing because there are places across the country, even I know Bill Hara has a famous collection and so forth, and there's various places around the, the nation that do this. What is it, do you think, that makes this particular collection some, a must-see for people that are visiting Las Vegas? Well, what I, what I see when I put these collections together, I just thought it was really neat how there's just not one thing that they collected. They collected numerous amounts of things, and... What you see when you come to our place is only about 60% of, you know, of our collection. My mom started way back when with antiques, and uh, she just she loved to collect a little bit of everything. And in her collection, she's got antiques, she's got memorabilia, she's got records, she's got guitars, she's got dolls, um, football, baseballs. She, she really loved to collect a little bit of everything. Plus, she was a car collector also. She is the Chevy collector. My dad, however, is the Ford collector. And... You know, the the neat thing about it is there's race cars in there. There is, uh, you know, the Sears car from 1910. Um, and then there's there's just it's a variety of things, and the walls are all covered. And I just, I think it's a must-see, you know. Um, I've never had one person that's visited there yet say that they didn't like it. 
And uh, when you hear our story, our family story, it's kind of a cool one, and it's really nice to, to visit it. Yeah, I think it's a really neat place. It's like one of these places where everything's well taken care of, and you get a couple of things. You get a real culture trip. You get a, a wide assortment of things that will interest – some of the stuff's going to interest everybody in your party no matter what. And I think it's, it is a real good flavor for an American family and kind of American culture. You, tell us a little about your family because, you know, your family was particularly interesting. You had some tragedy and so forth. And you and your mom, really a, an early start uh, story of, you know, powerful women really put it, taking over difficult situations and making the best of it. Well, my family story is very cool. Uh, my dad used to be a demo contractor for about uh, 50 years in Vegas, and he was one of the biggest Democrats contractors and that's kind of where his money began and uh back in the day i used to drive truck for my dad and my mom ran our office and it was about the mid 80s that my after i graduated high school my dad wanted um him and my mom wanted me to come into the office and it was then that i started seeing what they started to collect now mind you we lost my brothers um right after high school i lost both of my brothers from you know they didn't make the right choices in life and it's it's something we got through, but it wasn't until then that we really realized, I realized that my parents had been collecting. I knew they were collecting, but I would work out in the field with my dad in, uh, you know, in the early years. And so I knew that they were collecting, but I didn't get the magnitude of it until I actually came in and ran our office. And once I got in there, then of course my parents really started traveling and collecting. And the cool story about it is, is that my mom, way back in the day, you know how like you men like to trade up things? Well, my mom, she would put the cars in her name when she would buy them for my dad. So that, that's how his collection began because, you know, you men, you like to trade up things. Well, my mom's idea of it was to keep everything we could get our hands on. So, yeah. and, and, you know, my dad has uh, 250 cars today. You don't see all of them in the museum because we're out of space. But, you know, like I said, it's only about 60% of that collection. And Someday I hope to have a little city there where our collections are now to just show people the cool things. Um, and I never wanted the history. You know, I want children that are younger than me and kids and families, I want them to see what the history is of life because, you know, nowadays people just kind of let that go aside and it's, it's something important that we need to teach our children and our grandchildren. Absolutely. And you know what I think is really cool is you realize how different cars were and how they changed back. You know, now all the cars look very similar. You know, They're either an SUV type and they all have the same kind of dynamics and so forth. But back then, you really see different ways that people enjoyed the transportation and so forth. I, I think it's just a great way to visit you know, early, mid, and even late 20th century. Yes, it is. It, it, it's just it's so interesting when you, you know, when you go look at these vehicles and you like the 1910 Sears car, I mean, it's really amazing when you sit and you actually look in it. And it drove into our museum, so it was quite the thing to see. And then if you, you know, go to, you know, the 65 that we have or the 68 Nova, it's just, it's just amazing how they change. And now today, what the way our cars are and the, the thing that I think is really cool is how things are coming back, you know, different things. And you see that when you're in this museum. You you see that some of the things from back in the old days are coming back a little bit. Just just different things, you know? Yeah. Now, are the cars primarily Chevy and Ford? Is that right? Yes, they're all Chevy and Ford. And I think that's particularly interesting, Sherry, because when you think about the real – American cars. I think Chevrolet and Ford probably of all the cars that are made in this country are the two that really represent 
you know, mainstream America. So, again, another great look at the culture of our country through that period. Yep, my mom loved the Chevys and my dad loved the Fords. And, you know, it's we used to give my dad a hard time because he's like a total Ford man, but yet some of his cars have Chevy engines. <laughs> well, that's really cool stuff. By the way, you are an interesting person because I don't know if people picked up on it. You drove the big trucks. In fact, I understand uh, you started with, uh, with a Peterbilt, right? I mean, that that's not an easy, that twin-stick Peterbilt from the late 60s? I wow. did. It, it actually was my brother's truck, and I learned how to drive it. And, uh, you know, I, I had to start at the bottom, too. And my dad, uh, you know, would give me a newer truck every few years, you know. And I finally, my last truck was an 84 Pete. And uh, I loved it. Still do love the truck. Still got my CDL. Um, very, very much into the trucks. More than most girls would, would or whatever be, you know. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I think people are going to want to get out there. They want to take a look at it. So let's tell them how to do it. Now, you deal primarily through tours, right? So how does it work? If we, when people are planning a trip to Vegas, do they get a time in advance or how does it go? Well, first of all, um, we give three tours a day. And that's Monday through Friday, and it's 10, noon, and 2. And the cost of that tour is $20. But if you want to do a VIP tour ever, which is an experience with my dad, um, you get a free T-shirt with that. It costs 50 bucks, And then he just goes around, and he takes you, and he starts the cars, and he does all this fun, amazing stuff. And you get to hear right from him exactly where it all began and how it went down. And um, we can do those tours on the off hours, or if you have a group or a party and you want to come on the weekend we do do weekend tours um it's just in advance and you have to pay for them uh, and that's that's how you do it you just visit us on the web at you know www.nostalgiastreetroutes.com and you can come anytime monday through friday on those three tours or you can just give us a call and we'll put your name down and we'd sure love to we love to give tours and we have a great tour guide her name is suzette and usually uh you go out of there rolling, laughing, because she's uh, quite the character. <laughs> well, Sherry, we can't wait. I mean, I think, yeah, you know, for the the casual fan, they're going to have a blast. I think that one-on-one uh, -on -one with your dad sounds incredible to me. I mean, if you're one of these real car lovers, it, it would be a lot of a lot of fun for that. All, and a great place for an event. So we'll remind people again, you go to NostalgiaStreetRods.com. It's a place on your next visit to Las Vegas, you really want to consider adding it. It's something to see. It's really well worth it. Uh, where exactly are you in terms of compared to the Strip and so forth, Sherry? We're just a couple miles from the Strip. We're actually um, west of the Mandalay Bay, and we are um, south of the Orleans Hotel. So we're right in that little corridor there off of Cameron and Hacienda, and it's really close to the Strip. Oh, yeah, and that's really easy to get to. Sherry, thanks so much. We really enjoyed having you on, and uh, hopefully we'll have you on again. Thank you so much, and you guys have a nice day. Coming up next is Sports Rock and Tours. If your local station doesn't carry it, go to Sports R-A-C-X wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R-A-C-X is short for Sports Rock and Tours. You can hear this week's show as well as extended interviews with our previous guests. And please follow both shows on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. Las Vegas, here we go!